Yep. Yep. All I want to do is read. I just want to sit down and read and ignore absolutely everything. Why do I have to adult? I don't know. Why do you have to adult? I don't know. I I procreated and I have to take care of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. On January 1st, we will have our 2023 wrap-up episode, where we talk about our TBRs and what we liked and disliked among the books that we read this year. Tune in and let us know if you loved any of the books we read. And if you love the show and want to support us, you can check out patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast for a huge list of perks. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the uh, Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. We have lots of people here today. So we did a buddy read and we invited three of our friends to be like, hey, you guys all read the first book, Little Thieves, with us by Margaret Owens. Do you want to read the next one? And they're all like, sure, why not? And therefore, that is what happened. We all read the second book of the series um, called Painted Devils, which came out this year at some point. I don't remember when it came out. We read it over summer, right? July? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. That sounds right. Now it's November, which is great. Um, I thought this was a delightful read, and I'm excited to talk about it with you guys tonight. No one else. No, I'm. I love it. No one else. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm yes. excited that um, if it's still on track for the next one to release in January, is that right? That's oh. very exciting. And guess what? The next one is all about murder. Ooh. <laughs> these murder. about murder. Yeah. This no. one was about a cult, and the first one was about um, thievery. So mm-hmm. we're just going down the line of like. Criminal activity. <laughs> Maybe we'll have arson or something next. I don't know. Perfect. Before we get started, should we introduce all of our guests? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good idea. I'm sure that's Abby's voice. She's been around for a hot minute. But we also have Kim. Hi, Kim. Hello, Mo. Hello, Abby. We have Elizabeth. Hi, folks. And we have Ronnie. Hi, everyone. I'm honored to be here. So just so you guys know, I believe we've talked about all these people before, but Ronnie is the one we've mentioned that reads like 100,000 books a year. And <laughs> I <still>. wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain she's like at 200 books read so far this year. So, And then Kim is someone I've talked about because I read lots of books with her. Uh, right now we are reading Babel um, together by RF Kwan. R- Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then Elizabeth is someone who is in the book club with me, with Ronnie, but we also read other books that also interest us that are outside of the collective. I read a lot of books with people. It's probably the problem. The important takeaway is that Mo has lots of book friends. That's the important takeaway. <laughs> so, fun facts for you guys to start with. Did you know Margaret Owens um, is an artist as well as a writer? And the art she did inside of Painted Devils this time is, and I cannot remember 
what the actual name is called, but it's where you carve a relief and then you do, um, you ink it and then you press it. So if you know what the I name is. I remember learning that in art class oh. when I was in school. I remember doing mm-hmm. that. You remember what it's called? I don't. Yeah. A lithograph? Yeah, a lithograph. Okay. Yeah, so that's what she did for this book. The, the book before, she did all ink drawings or ink, um, not ink drawings, what's it called? Like shaded drawings and stuff. So if you guys are like, if you guys like her artwork, you should follow her on Instagram because she does like to share um, her art while she's writing. And then you kind of like, she'll put page numbers next to it. So when you get the book, you can match the page of the drawing that she did with the book. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So my question for everyone is, have you ever been inspired to draw by something you have read or written? I'll, I'll go first. Uh, so again, my name is Kim. And the answer is absolutely not because I have not an, a bit of artistic <laughs> bone in my body. Uh, so while I may want to... Knitter. She makes beautiful <laughs> knits and I have several of them in my household. So she is creative and crafty. But not artistic. Two different things. Elizabeth? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I I used to draw houses when I was in fourth grade, but they had no relation at all to books or writings. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. It was a while ago. Ronnie, do you have any inspiration from books that, or things that you've read that you draw or paint or... You know, I, I never have, but I definitely enjoy when I like am able, like when I get into a book and I really like it and then I'll Google like what other people have drawn or made, like, you know, like they have artist renderings and stuff. I always enjoy looking those up, but me personally doing it. No, unfortunately I'm, I'm like, Kim, I have no artistic ability. I'm creative, like she said, like I like to make things and paint things, but drawing and like pulling things out of my, my own creativity is not there. <laughs> fan art's the best though. When you I can go out and find art. some good fan art. Yeah. It's awesome. I, I want to say art. I am just the most magical um, person ever and can totally, you know, create things like that. I, <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> I, I have some really um, embarrassing fan art that is well hidden and shall never see the light of day. <laughs> but I do have fan art from books I have read. I have been inspired to draw, but they shall never see the light of day. <laughs> I don't do the drawing. I do the writing. Like I've, I think I ventured into trying to draw comics and then realized what a horrible artist I was. And I just quit. <laughs> understandable well something else that i found out is that margaret owens um love of writing started from her grandmother um when she was age of seven um margaret was gifted nancy drew and that was the start of everything which is kind of makes sense because i feel like the books we read have an element of mystery strong female characters um definitely I mean, this is a fantasy novel, so there's suspension of disbelief like all over the place. So it doesn't matter in that aspect. But how about you all? How did you start your love of reading or writing or both? The age of two, I learned how to write. Yep, that long ago. Uh, I remember when I was six years old, I liked to sell little stories around my neighborhood. 
just like write little stories and sell them for a dollar. That's adorable. That is pretty yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's me. With pictures? I don't actually remember. Um, the, the, this story, I mean, I don't remember. It was, I was six years old and uh, my mom has told me this story. So probably with pictures because in my early journal journaling years um i drew little pictures in the journal with my stories and they were very very badly so i guess i did draw Mm -hmm. with my (laughs) stories i repressed that memory um and yeah i've always loved to write which is why i'm in the career field i'm in congratulations kim what about you um i have to say like i enjoyed reading a little bit in elementary school and the library was always my escape but i don't think i really found my love of reading until probably eighth grade when i had like a really cool english teacher who was like okay free reading time and go pick whatever book and i ended up picking up a book of the outsiders and i just kind of fell in love with reading again so your teacher did not make you read where the red fern grows and make you sob in class. That is good for you in eighth grade. <laughs> nope, not at all. Ronnie? Um, so mine was probably just mostly... Um, so when I was in first grade, I had moved from one school district to a new one. And the school district I came from, I had just learned my letters. I didn't learn how to read in kindergarten. But the first grade that I moved into everybody was reading and I was the one kid that didn't know how to read. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so like, you know, challenge accepted. Um, and now I love to read. And that was, you know, like one thing where, you know, at the library was just down the street and, um, growing up and spent my summers at the library and teachers would give me books to read and review. And I enjoyed that growing up. So now I'm a big reader. And I had an uncle that gave me the, you remember cassette tapes? So there was this. Yeah, we are not that old, Ronnie. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you want to date yourself? yourself a little here? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I was too alive in the 90s. Okay. It's fine. Well, and so, like, my uncle gave me the series of cassette tapes that had, like, these, um, the skill building of how to read faster, like skipping words and being able to read through a page faster and speed reading. I never finished the program, but it did help me become a faster reader. Says that makes total sense no. now. <laughs> I'll say my origin story of reading has been iterated a few times now in a few different episodes. But for me, really, it hit third grade. I was given the book Magic's Pawn by Mercedes Lackey. And I found the world of magic. And that was the end of my like, that was it. That's what I needed. I needed magic. And then I was like, I'm hooked on reading, guys. I have loved reading since I could read, like, I love reading so much. I don't remember learning how to read. Like I genuinely don't remember. Um, but I think like the real turning point for me was when I was in sixth grade and I was introduced to Redwall by my friend Molly. Mm. And that book was my first favorite book. Like up until then, I'd just been devouring whatever came to me. And I read that book and went fantasy is my genre. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember when I first 
learn to read either. I just remember it always being a part of my life. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Well, great. Well, I'm so glad that I have a nice group of readers here. Let's hear a summary, Abby, of the book that we read. All right. After taking down a corrupt Margrave, breaking a deadly curse, and finding romance with the vexingly scrumptious junior prefect Emmerich Conrad, Vanya had one great mystery left, her long-lost birth family, and if they would welcome a thief. But in her search for an honest trade, she hit trouble and invented a god, the Scarlet Maiden, to scam her way out. Now that lie is growing out of control, especially when Emmerich arrives to investigate and the Scarlet Maiden manifests to claim him as a virgin sacrifice. For his final test to become a prefect, Emmerich must determine if Fania is guilty of serious fraud or if the Scarlet Maiden and her claim to him are genuine. Meanwhile, Vanya is chasing an alternative sacrifice that may be their way out. The hunt leads her not only into the lairs of monsters and the paths of God, but the ties to of her past. And with what should be the simplest way to save Emmerich hanging over their heads, he and Vanya must face a more dangerous question. Is there a future for a thief and a prefect? And at what price? You know, I was led, there's going to be a lot more of that in the book, like, oh, love, Emmerich, yay. And I'm like, no, instead we have this weird Scarlet Maiden doing bad things. Mm. Mm. Definitely not what I expected for this book, honestly. No, no. Um, I have thoughts that I would like to discuss later, but let's talk <laughs> about the char characters before I get too spoily. We have Vanya Schmidt, our main character, who is a redhead, like two of our characters inside of this uh, lovely podcast today, who is a thief and a liar, and she's on the run, and she's just all sorts of crazy. She's just crazy. That's what she is. Um, we have Emmerich Conrad, this literally perfect prefect, who is working his way to be the messenger of the lower, lower gods, minor gods. I'm not sure what kind of gods these are. Lower gods, I think. Lower gods, yeah. Um, who works some really cool magic. And he's smart and awkward and weird and has classes. And we all love him. He's like the perfect boyfriend in the end. Um, we have Proctor Kling, who is a pain in our tushy in this whole novel. We do not enjoy her. She doesn't enjoy Vanya. No one likes her. <laughs> That's about the gist of Proctor Kirkling. We have... Junzia Ardman, who we do love. She is a, a bard. Remember from the last book, she was basically one of Vanya's very few friends. And she comes back in and I really like her part of the story. I can't tell you more about it, but she was a quite delightful character. We have Ragna. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear when I read it, I, I'm reading Ragni. Ragni, I'll take Ragni. We have Ragni, who is a uh, also a goddaughter, just like Vanya, but she shapeshifts and she's crazy, and we just love her because she's you know, everyone needs that one good crazy friend that, that has your back. Um, we have Helga, who's a new character for this book. She goes on the quest with um, Vanya Emmerich and Proctor Kirkling to go break the curse of the Scarred Maiden and try to get Vanya out of the pickle that she put herself into. And then, of course, the other main character, the Scar Scarlet Maiden. She gets in the way of poor Vanya and Emmerich every time something sweet comes up. Put some very interesting scenarios in this book, that's for sure. 
All right. So those are our notable main characters. Um, before we go, does anyone have any final thoughts before the break that have non-spoilers? Kim? Uh, I don't think so. Perfect. <laughs> Elizabeth? I mean, I love the characters. I don't I don't know what else to say without spoiling things, but... I, oh, it's real hard. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie? I mean, same. I mean, the character development, I mean, this author is great at making characters that you love and you love to hate. Mm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, and just, just the, just the creativity. I mean, it's a great book. Run, run and read it if you haven't read it yet. That's right. Abby? Oh, I didn't have any thoughts that didn't spoil anything. So I know it's so hard, but once again, I enjoy that this book kind of, t- if you guys have read Cursed, by Marissa Meyer or Gilded. I feel like both of these books, um, you know, Painted Devil, Curse Gilded, they all have this nice dramatic um, mythological like fairy tale theme in it, which I feel like has not been done a lot lately. And I just love it. I love when we pull in those. (sighs) I just love it so much. It makes me so happy to read these books. So I'm ready to spoil it because I am like can't contain myself and not tell people about some stuff that's going on. So as always, we will take a little bitty tiny break. You'll listen to a few commercials. And if you don't want to have the book spoil, you need to stop right now and come back. All right. We'll talk to you in a minute, guys. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai FanPod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. And remember, this half is spoilers. If you do not want Painted Devils by Margaret Owen spoiled for you, turn this off right now and go read it. All right. So, ladies, let us start with our favorite characters. We want to know who they are and why they're your favorite characters. So we're going to keep this kind of simple so we don't get confused with one another. I will start. Then we'll go Abby, then Kim then Elizabeth, then Ronnie, but feel free to interject as you desire. I just don't want to be like stressing you out since some of us are introverts and we don't like being called on randomly because I understand that problem. It's actually quite terrible. Um, we, we also want to keep this easy for Abby when she goes to edit. And that too. <laughs> so my favorite characters, as always, is Ragna, Ragni. I don't care. I don't know how to say her name. I don't know. She's crazy and I love her and I wish her partner had been in the book too, but it's fine that she wasn't kind of not really. I was kind of like, oh, Um, but I just, I love her loyalty to Vanya. And I think that's my favorite thing about her in particular that she's like, I choose you human. We will be friends and you will take my love and you will love my love very strongly. (laughs) That's how extroverts are. And that's precisely what she is. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's a lot of love you're giving me. And you're like, ugh. But then she turns into a cat. She can be a cat shawl around your neck. Like, isn't that a perfect friend? I think I love, so. I love Ragni too. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That um, was going to be one of my answers too. Is, you can you can tell yeah. my answers and you can tell us why. Because my next one is Emmerich. How can one not love Emmerich? As Kim and I was reading this book, I don't remember. I don't remember where we all finished and who we finished. I remember me and her were talking, and she's like, "Emmerich is the perfect boyfriend. This is this is definitely unrealistic. He could not yeah, be perfect." Like. I feel like his level of patience and forgiveness and just, just that, that personality, like he just thinks through things and, and comes at a person with understanding or wants to understand if he doesn't understand yet. Mm-hmm. But he's so mature for a 17 year old. And you're like, how old are you again? Are you an old man? We're not quite sure about you, but he's a he's perfect old man. He's got like a level of patience and respect that I just, it's unhuman almost, especially when dealing with Vanya. Oh my gosh. Vanya's <laughs> and then, And then, of course, there's Vanya, who um, I wanted to slap at the beginning of the book several times and throw some sense in her. But once Emmerich came in the picture, things were okay. And I'm like, we're good. And then... I love her character development throughout the book, particularly as we she starts finding out who her family is and like really understanding her story and how terrible her mom was. That's probably least favorite character, her freaking mom, man. Let me tell you. Mm, yes. Mm. I just gotta write that down so I don't forget. <laughs> because I will forget. Um I just like wanna like be like, Vanya's okay. Everything's going to be okay. You don't need to steal and you don't need to lie. But now we're going to have murder in the next book. So I don't even know. I mean, she's, she'll be okay. She'll be fine. She has Emmerich. <laughs> that makes everything better. <laughs> Something has to. Um, Abby, who are your favorite characters this time around? I'll be honest. Um, I only have one favorite character this time around because... I was okay with Vanya. Like the beginning of this, that's just classic Vanya. I'm like, yeah, okay. She fell back into her old ways. That makes sense to me. The end pissed me off so much. I'm like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> but Emmerich, I always love Emmerich. He's fantastic. He actually reminds me of my husband a little bit. Just because like my husband is also very analytical and rule following. And I very much appreciate that about him. And I don't know. I just see some parallels there and it makes me like Emmerich even more. So God bless that guy's patience. And you don't give off Manya vibes, right? Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nothing like Vanya. (laughs) Well, let's roll to a redhead. Kim, are you like Vanya? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I... uh... I I don't think so. Um, favorite character wise, though, uh, she's not it. <laughs> I, <laughs> there are moments, her man, gone. <laughs> there are moments that I like her, but there are definitely it, it's an overall not favorite. Um, I do like Emmerich. I'm on board with everybody else. I like Emmerich. The bathtub scene where he's just inhumanly respectable of what she's gone through and everything like that's just crazy that was the moment that i was like 
this was obviously written by a woman and not a man. <laughs> so which is okay um, because I don't know if you anyone has read Artemis by Andy Weir, which once again is a man who wrote a woman, and I'm like, oh. Anyway, yeah. Um, and I like Ragna and um, that whole relationship with Vanya and constantly wanting to be there and help her out and you know just true companion um i don't think i had any other favorite characters so far no one said kirkling (laughs) (laughs) i'll be on the other list (laughs) yes Um, well into it yes um well ragne ragna uh, definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I wish she had been in the book more, honestly. Um, I was kind of sad that she only appeared in like a little part of it. Didn't she turn into like a horse or something? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be race. A pivotal moment <laughs> of the book, but okay. Yeah, no. This is spoiler uh, session, right? Yeah, so you may um, spoil now. Yeah, well, because she, um, I, I just love how she was there for Vanya when Vanya really needed her most. Um, and she just, like, dropped everything to to be there for her. And I don't know. I mean, Vanya's maybe, I, I really actually do like Vanya because uh, she's, um, a ver- she has a lot of dimension, you know, to her character. Um, and like, she's the perfect embodiment of what a teenager is, you know? Um, whereas Emmerich is like, too perfect. That's, that's not what a teenager, teenage boy actually acts like. Um, I would consider you an expert. You do have one at your house right now. Yes. Who maybe is listening right now. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, I like how Vanya is just like really kind of feisty and clever, always trying to like find her way out of situations. Um, and, you know, just I I really, really like the complexity of her character. Mm-hmm. That's it. Valid. Love it yeah. all. Yeah. I'm sorry. Emmerich isn't on my list. Do you want forgive you? It's fine. Ronnie. Well, I mean, I obviously um, liked all the characters in their <laughs> own way. Uh, the porcelain doll. I mean, oh, yeah. she mm-hmm. was she was fun and creepy. And, <laughs> like, I enjoyed her parts in the story. Um, I, uh, of course, Helga. I mean, am I allowed to say why? Yes, you yeah. get to, it's spoiler time. Go crazy. I mean, I thought it was awesome that she's her family and she knew it and she had to give Vanya the sex talk randomly and I'm like oh man <laughs> and she's like listen you want to stop that stuff from happening let's take like, care of this right? but she knew, I, she knew Vanya was her sister and she's like girlfriend we better talk about having sex okay right anyway yeah yeah but I mean having to turn the porcelain doll around you know I'm just like oh <laughs> But, um, but no, I like, I, I thought that, um, like we've said, I, I think that she's great at character development and I just enjoy those characters. I mean, even when Vanya was 
a hot mess express. I mean, like there's so much trauma in her life that makes her think that she doesn't deserve something good. And it's so frustrating because how many times has Emmerich like proven like that she's worth the trouble? And I don't know. I just, I still love her, even though like I want to smack her across the face and be like, come on and shake some sense into her. But again, I have to remind myself she's 17 years old and um, they're even more dramatic than, than needed sometimes, but that's what makes a good book. So that's what makes us care about it a lot. So anyway. It's hard to remember that Emmerich is supposed to be like 17 and that Vanya is supposed to be like 17 because Emmerich feels like he's supposed to be like 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it just like, I think that makes me more frustrated with Vanya because she is being a teenager like she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Emmerich is not. And so right. you get used to Emmerich being like super logical and down to earth and just like, it's chill. We're good. And then you have Vanya just like going off the deep end, like teenagers do. And you know, and I think that that's another, like there's some people that through trauma or through tough times develop that maturity. And then there's other people that when they go through tough times and trauma completely don't figure out how to handle things and need more love and more support. And um, the fact that Vanya like finds her family and gets closer to that, I think is awesome. But then her calling in, um, was it Brune? Brune, is that her name? Yep. Uh, calling in, you know, like repaying that favor, you know, like as a way to escape and maybe give herself some time to think about it. I know like we were all pissed that she left. Um, but at the same time, like maybe that's time away to figure things out and, and to give Emmerich a chance because like, he's trying to sacrifice so much for her. I don't know. It was, it's a, it's a hard, I'm not talking about spoilers, but (laughs) it was one of those endings where like, I get why she did it Mm -hmm. in my head. I can follow the train of thought. I totally understand why it happened but that didn't make me any less angry about it. <laughs> so, I, did, like, I did like how she told off uh, Kirkling. I love, I love how like that was mm-hmm. a slap in the face for Kirkling. Like you need to see yourself in the mirror lady because you are like punishing him for something that you have no right to punish him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's an actual slap in the face. Let's just roll right into the least favorite character. That was a perfect transition, Ronnie. Thank you. So <laughs> let's be honest. One of the most obnoxious antagonistic um, characters of the book was definitely Prefect Kirkling. Mm-hmm. Or Proctor, only, right? Proctor, oh. yeah. Um, one thing I did read that was rushing up on my knowledge of the book is that a lot of people compared her to umbridge and i was like that's why i don't like her oh, that makes so much sense because like umbridge was you know kind of sugary sweet but still like i don't know nice nasty sweet? nice nasty uh, yeah proctor. Well, well no but the proctor in a different way was very rigid to the rules you know and wanted things to be, she wanted her future. She wanted mm-hmm. Emmerich's um, old master trainer, uh, mentor, to be alive so she could retire with him, which I understand. But it doesn't mean she gets to punish the kid. 
she's just being so spiteful i really thought toward the end that like she was just gonna let everything kind of slide and then the whole finishing bit and i was just i was so mad at the ending (laughs) very frustrating but then there was an even more frustrating character the scarlet maiden aka vanya's mom Oh my god. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Like this poor child, like just learning the backstory of Vanya's mom and how I, I don't know. I don't know anyone in my life that would keep having babies for the attention. Yeah. Um, and, yeah ven- right? and then eventually, you know, like Vanya was the last baby because she couldn't have any more because Vanya trashed everything on the way out, basically. Um Do you know who I thought of? Whenever I was reading about the Scarlet Vanya's mom, mm-hmm. Octo Mom, is that what they used oh, to call her? Oh, yeah. The, the woman that had all those babies for attention and rea- when reality TV was becoming a thing, and that's mm-hmm. the reason, you know, that's who I thought of like the selfishness and, you know, like just, just not even thinking about the children. It's what the children can do for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeanette McCurdy's mom. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Like they, they fooled themselves into thinking that they're doing it for the children, but you know, it's not, it's for themselves. Oh, we knew she was not doing it for the children. We knew precisely yeah. she was doing it for herself. Just, like blamed everything on the children, and especially Vanya, since Vanya mm-hmm. was the last one. And then I thought it was very interesting the way that her spirit was bound to the lamp. And how that lamp was like the catalyst of like, you got to get rid of this thing or she's going to keep trying to swell and bring power and be trying to become a God. And we're like, Oh no, you can't be a God. Not her. But I mean, she finally got the attention that she wanted in the worst way possible. But, and also for me, because she basically ripped away Vanya from a family that did love her, you know, like her siblings loved her except for that one sibling that was kind of, didn't what? love any of them. Oh, the brother. Yeah, the one brother that the was brother was semi selfish too, though. Yeah, I feel like yeah he he was um, embodying some of his mom's um, less desirable things. What'd you say? Oh, I'm just trying to think of their names. Oh, um, there's a Wikipedia list of them that I did not write down. It is uh, either there's shoot, I don't even know which one it is. Like, there's so many of them. It's the problem. There's 13 siblings. I don't even bother. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of siblings <laughs> here. But those two characters really... And I kind of was mad at Vanya. So, like, Vanya, like, was a favorite character from the beginning of the book. I wanted to slap her. But I understand she's a teenager. And I got to give her grace. Because teenagers are crazy. It's fine. Plus, guys, we want more books. So, we had to have yeah. some drama. Exactly. I know. But, you know, you can't, like, Emmerich and Vanya just have adventures together and we just read about them solving mysteries together. You want to know why we're so angry is because the third book's not out yet for us to immediately jump in and be like, okay, I need some resolution here. I do. (sighs) That's what we get for starting an unfinished series. I know. I never do that. I only do that with you guys. (laughs) Yes. As Mrs. Wheel of Time, who's like, thank God there's like 50 books in this one. I'll be fine. Yeah. So, Abby, those are my two least favorite characters. What are some of yours? Okay. For the Scarlet Maiden, I just have to say, the mom is a textbook narcissist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's exactly what she is. And I find it hilarious that she put all the blame on Vanya, who was the youngest, for her not having more kids. When, I'm sorry, I've had three children. I can't imagine getting to 13 and not having my body trashed. My body's trashed now. Like, that was not Vanya's fault. <laughs> like, why keep adding more? I, you have that many kids. Your body's going to be trashed. I, there's no real way around it. Like, I don't know what she expected. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the Scarlet Maiden and slash the mom was just... An absolute narcissist. Terrible person. Um, Obviously, I hated Kirkling. Just no. Just no. Um, The one that really got me, it caught me off guard because, what is it, Ermgard? Or however you say her name. Ermgard? Yeah, the very last, yeah, Ermgard. Mm -hmm. Ermgard came in in a freaking flashback. Caught me off guard with how angry I got because I was all about we don't like Kirkling, we don't like this garden, Scarlet Maiden, great and then we get this random flashback from before the first book of how Ermgard like truly seriously scarred Vanya, like physically and I got through that flashback and I was boiling with rage just like, I put the book down and I messaged the chat because I was so angry <laughs> Were you the first one? Were you the first one even there at that point? And then like we're all like, mm-hmm. "Are you so mad?" Okay, no, I'm sure Ronnie finished before everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was at least one or two of you who were done before me for that part, and just mm-hmm. the absolute sadistic awfulness of that. Just who does that to a person? I just Ter- terrible people. Oh. <sighs> All right. What about you, Kim? So I have to agree kind of playing off that same thing that you kind of saw first novel. There was like this level of this is not a good person in her life. And then this second one, it's like, here's how truly evil this person is. So I completely got it when you messaged in the chat. I was like, yeah, that's it's just wrong. Um right. Like, you hate her in the first book, but, like, you did yeah. not tell me the depths of the evil here, man. And then we have yeah. a next level of hate instead. So, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kirkland, like I said earlier, just, like, I thought, you know, all of the whole, it's got to be law and order in this way, and you're biased, and blah, 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 was going to be okay while things turned out, so I'm going to let it go, and just that level of frustration with the end the uh scarlet maiden i mean you stole my point before i even got to it abby because i was going to say that she is classic narcissist and the whole like to the point of i died because of you even though she was trying to you know get rid of her own child Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it just oh (laughs) I gotta say though, and I'm probably the only one in the group, but I did not see that being her mom coming until literally like right at that point. I didn't, I see, didn't it see it. Yeah, I don't think I really like. I kept reading. I'm like, no, no, really. I kept reading. I'm like, ah, I didn't. I didn't throw the book. 
I, w- I did restrain, but I was getting very, <laughs> I was like, what's going on with this? And this is nonsense. No, I definitely didn't see that coming either. Like I read it. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you kidding? Like I, I legitimately thought it was a joke for half a second. Like what? <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, those are, those are my takeaways for mm-hmm. least favorite. <laughs> Can I just say ditto? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Scarlet Maiden definitely was least favorite. I mean, kind of, you know, worst mom in existence, right? You know, just, I mean, seriously, you, you can't get much worse than that. I don't feel like you can. Um, and Kirkling, you know, she just really didn't care about Emmerich succeeding she just you know she she kind of I feel like wanted him to be miserable one way or the other so I mean you could tell by the end by the ending that she really did not care about much anyone but herself (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Ronnie well I mean obviously um they're a terrible character. Or, well, I mean, greatly written terrible characters. What is uh, a good thing? I do love a good character I can dislike. Yeah. Um, so I agree with both of those, but also I keep thinking of the um friend that Vanya left in charge of the cult and how oh. the Scarlet Maiden turned her into an awful, awful person, like betrayal. Um, that one keeps coming to mind too as a character I like did not like at all. She was crazy. Mm-hmm. She got drunk with power. Yeah. Yeah. The lady too, the lady who ran that one business. That was the late which was, yeah. Oh yeah. The oh I can't remember her name, but the one who ran the business uh was in her a, own Madam mo- Treasury. Her, was there a brothel yes. somewhere? Okay, the brothel, right? That's a brothel? Yeah, yeah the Madden Treasury one? Yeah. I can call it a business, right? No. I was sitting there, I'm like, which business? Like, there was a few different things. Okay, no, I'm with you. Yes, the Treasury. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, having, her, having them sign when they don't know how to read anything or, like, they're getting paid, you know, in the brothel script instead of, like, real money they can use anywhere. She was pretty despicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like bureaucrat despicable rather than like yeah. classic fantasy villain despicable. Yeah. It, it, so is it less despicable then than like Emma no, more how she treated? I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. Like what's worse, how Vanya was treated as a young child, or someone taking advantage of people who can't read and sign for themselves and paying them in not real money. It's all terrible on different levels. Yeah, it's different. It's like they're the same level, but they're very different. I don't know. They're equally terrible. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to favorite scenes. Okay. I loved how Vanya really finding her family was to me one of the big points of the book that made me so happy. And her being able to go to the wedding and being invited as a family member and like that whole thing i was like 
I was like, Vanya, you, you have family. They love you. They missed you. They want you there. Don't run away, Vanya. That's what I kept saying to myself the whole time. Like, you better stay there with them. Um, yeah, that moment when she, like, finally realizes that it's not, like, obligation type thing, that they genuinely cared about her. Right. And then it was all the feelings. Um, and then my next thing, I adored the wild hunt scene, the race, like Vanya, let's go ride my best friend. Let's turn into a horse. We're going to go on a big wild race with it. Uh, literally the Lord of the, well, the, the goddess of the hunt. Let's go around the mountains. I loved it. I'm glad you're giggling, Abby. Kim, did your brain go where mine went? I don't know. I don't know where your brain is. I just, I just thought it was funny wording. <laughs> I don't know where your brain went, Abby, but I just thought it was funny wording. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm very. <laughs> don't worry about me. It's fine. Is it? Is it fine? I'm breathe? very tired. Don't mind me. Please move on. I also enjoyed Vanya and Emrick's weird, awkward, sweet. Like, I don't, it was such a good, I don't like romance in general. Like, I don't, I'm like, eh, whatever is romance, but just like, it was realistic how awkward they were and how they're like, can, can, can I hug you? Can I kiss you? Do you like this? And, and you're just like, Oh, why are you guys so cute together? And they communicated. It was just magical and wonderful. I loved everything about their romance. It was perfect. And I'll say that about a lot of romance. Abby. Okay. I know the beginning annoyed you, but I genuinely loved the whole, I didn't start a cold on purpose thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that just felt so realistic to Vanya as a character. I was like, yes, this is exactly how it should have started. I couldn't have told you that before I read it, but that's exactly how it should have started. Uh, just like, it it just felt so natural for her character to go, I didn't start a cult on purpose because then you, the reader, immediately go, yes, but I can see how you did. Now tell me how it happened. Mm-hmm. And it's there's like no suspension of disbelief because you're like, yeah, yeah, that that's legit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I just loved getting to watch the continuation of Anya and Emmerich's relationship because they are so sweet and I love them both so much. And... <sighs> They're just adorable. I love how they got a honeymoon suite and it kept raining flowers on them every single time they walked in. Oh, that was great. I loved all the annoyance. They're like, they just like eventually completely ignored it. I mean, why not? Well, why not have flowers just shower upon you all the time? And the other thing that really stood to me was how they broke into the Duke's house. Well, how Vanya broke into the Duke's house while Emmerich was trying to go like the legal route. Like he's like, I'm just gonna go visit him and go the legal route and do this the correct way. And Vanya's like, screw that, I'm gonna go break in. Bye. <laughs> like And yet she does it so well and so stealthily and oh, she I did does. And I love that. Being a teenager, she had to leave the penny. I was like, oh, that's going to come back to bite you. That's so going to come back to bite you. And what came back to bite her instead was her brother and leaving the ribbon that Emmerich gave her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Kim? 
Um, so I think one of my very favorite was definitely the wedding part. And just because, you know, mm-hmm. it's the moment before everything kind of fell apart at the end and you just like you're like oh happy ending um and just seeing her finally have that family that she didn't even know like she didn't have any clue that existed (laughs) so that was that was definitely a favorite and the way the memory scene was written where it's talking about how she may not be remembering things quite the right way. Emmerich's telling her about that because I'm sitting there reading it and I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Wait a minute. What is she talking (laughs) about? Like with the whole being dropped off in the lamp and like all of that. I liked the way that that was written and he starts to reveal, you know, that maybe she's not remembering things correctly. Again, the whole thing with like, I guess things working out with the two brothels and the sisters and everything like that. That was um, Mm kind of nice. Although I didn't quite like the way it was written. It felt a little um, convenient, I think conveniently put together, but I Mm -hmm. did like that they got, you know, justice, I guess in the end. (laughs) I feel like that's kind of a product of YA though. Sometimes you just get plot points that are, convenient mm-hmm. yeah. that's why it's so good sometimes because it's, it's just such a nice way to pull you out of reality and you're just like oh, happy sigh you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah that elizabeth. was it elizabeth yep uh well i definitely love the moments where vanya and emmerich's relationship um are just you know really shown as uh you know developing and um there was one particular scene that i really enjoyed um it was when they were just uh in the same bed they were sleeping and um they woke up and um emmerich's like you like cocooned or whatnot into you know you you stole all the blankets and she's like i did not and he's like yeah and you said i'll kill you and it's just like a really kind of adorable scene that reminded me of, um, well, me and my husband, frankly. Because, um, you know. I also, in yeah. the same way, I can't share blankets with people. I definitely thought of Mo when I read that scene. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm actually, I'm a really violent sleeper. So, yeah. Um, and then my probably like just my absolute favorite scene was when she is rescuing the brother had to look up his name Irwin and you know he's like drunk and everything and uh he kind of like accidentally reveals unintentionally reveals that they're siblings and just you know this light bulb goes off in her head like oh my gosh I can't believe this and then she has to go see the other brother and you know talk to him about what's going on <laughs> um so <laughs> i actually kind comes of saw it, i actually kind of saw it coming so when it was finally like revealed it just was so satisfying to me but wait i need to read this passage i found it because you sent it in the group chat Yes, I did, because it was just so beautiful. You, 
He, Emmerich says beerily, are an unparalleled devil from hell in your sleep. It's very strong words from a man. <laughs> what? Vanya says innocently. Emmerich rubs his eyes. You stole all the blankets and then you rolled up in them like, like a crepe. So they were stuck on your side. And then when I tried to take one off the top, you turned over, looked me straight in the eye and said, and I quote, I'll kill you. <laughs> I never, says Vanya, all innocent. You followed it up with a, I'll make it look like an accident. <laughs> yep. That unfortunately tracks. So says Vanya's thought in the in the book. But yes, I that was that was a I mean this author, mm, she put some good zingers in these books. Seriously. Also, I like how I was going through through the group chat and I just saw, uh, uh, the ending. Uh, damn it. Yeah. Uh, like so, so so much frustration from every single person about the ending. <laughs> What about you, Ronnie? What did you like? The next one. Um, so I really enjoyed her staying with the brothers. And like when she first like is drunk and spills her rubies everywhere and then has to tell this fake story. And then because of this fake story, she makes up this cult, <laughs> this fake low God. Um, so anyway, I like enjoyed the the brothers taking her in and then finding out later in the book that they're actually her brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that that was really, really awesome. Um, I just liked how like she sprinkled all these different family members throughout the book and all her interactions. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then the, um, how she, even though she does it the wrong way, saves all these people like doing it her way because she like, she, you know, is trying to like do the right thing, but it, but it would be against like Proctor Kirkling's ideas and she'd get in trouble for it. Um, so I, I enjoyed like how strong of a character she was there and where she's like, I have these ideas. I'm a good person, even though I'm a hot mess and I'm going to try and make these good results happen from all of my actions. Mm -hmm. But then of course I, I enjoyed the, the riding, the the horse race with Brune, you know, I that was one of my favorites. I mean, it's just so many fun, fun little um, scenes throughout the book. Everything was like just was funny. The zingers, the um, frustrating brings it back around to where you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, you know, I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Yes, YA when everything comes wrapped up in a tiny little bow <laughs> at the end of the book. And then you get it <laughs> to your least favorite part called my least favorite scenes. And we all are going to say the end of the book. Yep. <laughs> Ronnie, did you have anything else? I'm sorry. I, I kind of jumped. No, I'm, no, that was it. That was it. awesome. So I actually thought of a, sorry, I'm going to interrupt for a second. I actually thought of another one and I went out and I borrowed the book real quick so that I could find it and read it. But it's one of the little reminders in there in this book where she's really pointing out that they're teenagers. Cause I don't feel like that was pointed out quite as much in the first book, but uh, the spot where she uh, pauses um, in the middle of drawing a pair of gleaming buttocks under, please list any specialized or relevant skills and glances <laughs> alongside it 
Emmerich. And then she goes to hand him that contract and she's like covering the buttocks so he doesn't see it while he's signing. I laughed out loud so hard at that. Oh, that was a good part. Just it's such a childish thing to do. It's definitely something a teenager would do. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's also something that like, if you have a good playful relationship with your partner, things like that will make them laugh. Even if it does make them mad at the same time. (laughs) I just pulled out my book. I'm like just rereading the end and now I'm just burning with anger once again. I mean, I think we can all say that that was the worst part of the book. (laughs) Well, I mean, it just brings back why we just, you know, Kirkland, like she just really mm, ruined everything. I feel like (laughs) good. And also Vanya was kind of stupid, you know? Well, I don't, I don't know because like this one, like, you know, it goes back. This was never about me. You don't blame me for Kremlin's murder. You blame Emmerich. You were Kremlin's partner. You're supposed to retire with the man you loved. And then he chose Emmerich. And you've been using me to torture him for it. You won't rest until he loses either me or his future as prefect until he suffers like you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, like to me, I feel like that was a very mature insightful Vanya at that point but I was so mad because I just want to be like no stay with him make it work yeah. be fine and she's like yes, no I'm so gonna go, go ride into the wild hunt it's fine don't mind me Woo-hoo. I feel like if Kirkland had not been there like at all through the book there would have been way less tension between Emmerich and Vanya to begin with oh yeah and I feel like at the end of the book, Vanya would have had a better chance of not making stupid choices. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was getting ready to make a stupid choice and Kirkland just kind of pushed her over the edge to it. Yeah. And like I said earlier, like I get why she made that choice. It, it tracks, it is logical with her character, but that didn't make me hate it any less. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my least favorite part of the book besides beginning the book where I'm like, Vanya, you are dumb. Go back to Emmerich. Damn it. Now you started a cult. Now you're stuck. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what about for you, Abby? Oh, um, that flashback to Emgard, uh, just like, it made me so mad. I hated it. I hated being so angry about a character that was not in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why are you making me so angry about a character that has nothing to do with this plot right now? Just like dropping that on my head halfway through. Thanks. Rude. It was so relevant to the bathtub scene and Emmerich being just a sweet, wonderful, magical. It was relevant, but that didn't help. I know it didn't help. I didn't need more of her trauma dumped on me right before that. Okay. No. Oh, what about you, Kim? I mean, definitely the the whole ending part of it. And I, I think my problem is, like, I know she's 17. She thinks she's making the mature choice on taking the choice away from him of losing his career, essentially. But on the other hand, like, she doesn't even give him a chance to say, I would rather be with you than to do mm-hmm. this. So, like, she's not making that 
relationship rational decision of discussing it. Mm-hmm. So that part's a very frustrating. Um, but I get why it happened and it is appropriate, I think, for her age and of course for getting another book out of it. But <laughs> <laughs> um but I and I think I don't know, I might, maybe it's just me and where I was in reading it, but the whole part where right before you get the Scarlet Maiden reveal and everything where they're trying to get across and everything is shifting and they can't get anywhere. I was getting real frustrated. And that was probably a me at that moment. But I was like, I'm done with this. Let's go. No, I was getting, it just felt so helpless. Yeah. And you can't do anything but turn the page and keep reading. But I mean, overall, like the book in general, even the parts that I thought, you know, um, were convenient or like I was just done with at the time or whatever, like so well written. I I have a hard time putting her books down. I seem to like just like breeze right through them. So, yeah, she's a good author. Yeah. Just the ending. Pretty bad. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know. You start at the beginning of the book where Vanya's like, you know, kind of, well, started a cult and is um, kind of distancing herself from Emmerich. And then you get to the end and she's doing the same exact thing. So it's like, you know teenagers they just keep making the same mistakes over and over again and yeah i totally agree with um you all like i mean she she didn't even give him a choice of you know what what would he do you know he probably would have chosen her he would have he would have ditched that career for her but she decided to make her own decision and um you know she'll probably regret it yeah, I'm sure the third book is going to be filled with all sorts of regrets. But besides that, I mean, the rest of the book was just beautiful. I can't even think of another scene that I really hated that much. Valid. Ronnie? Um, my least favorite scene was um, hearing, you know, like the child abuse and the child abandonment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my least favorite because, I mean... You're picturing this four-year-old child being hauled through dark and cold woods to be left and abandoned to die or whatever her mom expected. I don't even know. But um, I just, that was my least favorite scene because, you know, you want to save the children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I, I thought that one was awful. I was just like, oh my God. But, you know, that just goes back to speak to, like, the level of trauma that Vanya's experienced, you know. And what a good person she turned out to be because of it, with all her troubles, you know. Mm-hmm. She still has good ideals and thinks, you know, good about others, even though, like, it's hard for people to get close to her. That was fine. Yeah. Uh, well... This comes to the end of our episode. And the most important thing we need to know, what is the rating you're going to give this book? For me, I not quite as good as Little Thieves. Not as terrible as some other books I've read. But like, wasn't a five. 
wasn't a three, very solidly rolling down the road as a four. Like for me, when I think I love Marissa Meyer, but dear gosh, Rilda is freaking dumb. And thank God Vanya is not like Vanya is a hella better character. And so like, I want to give her a five, but I did not love this book as much as I love Little Thieves, which is okay. You don't have to love everything the same way. Um, I cannot wait for the next book, though. I'm going to devour it, and I can't wait for the murder. It will be great. (laughs) Um, I also gave this a four. In my world, that means it's a really solid book. I didn't enjoy it as much as Little Thieves because of the ending. But, I mean, like I said, I get it. I get the ending. I'm really looking forward to the third one to see... If this all wraps up, I don't know if there's going to be more after the third one. I'm a little worried there might be a fourth one. So um, either way, solid four stars from me. What about you, Kim? I rated it a 4.5. I just find her writing. I just really enjoy it. I like the characters. It's very easy to get through. Um, And I always want to kind of know what the next thing is that's coming in it, even when I'm not happy about what the next thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I gave it a 4.5. I was not, I, Little Thieves was a five for me. I just really enjoyed that one. Um, I agree on this one wasn't quite um, up to that one, but again, like I just blazed right through it because I wanted to know what was going to happen. I wanted to, to see what, you know, tricks they had up their sleeves and how they explored everything. And um, yeah, it was just great. So I'm like totally vibing same way. 4.5 for me uh as well i think it the the character development is really important to me when it comes to books and i think like vanya and emrick both really developed um individually and uh, as a couple and i think it was it just really made the the story move along um really nicely and i love how Vanya's birth family was introduced. And um, I thought it was a really interesting story, you know, full of a lot of twists that were unexpected. Mm -hmm. Miss Ronnie. I I am a generous book reader. And I gave it five stars. I mean, I loved the characters. I loved the story. I will read the next one. I may reread this one. So um, I like, I thought it was very, very great book. Um, even though there were parts that I didn't like, I mean that, but that's a good book. That's a book that takes you on that roller coaster of, um, feelings, um, and enjoyment. Uh, I, somebody, I was reading another review where somebody said it was kind of like one of those, um, fantasy books where you have like a mission, but you have all these side missions mm-hmm. you have to get there. And I totally like, goes was like, that one's right on. And I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed the, you know, all the little side tales and side stories that she had to discover to get to where she has to go. But that's life. So, I enjoyed it a lot. And I'm really upset that I see that the release date is 2025 now. What? No. What? April no. 2025. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what yeah. happened? So, so that, like, I give that, like, 
no stars. <laughs> oh. 2025. I was looking forward to it coming out in like six months. What the I heck? Know. What happened? I know. I know. Oh no. Sorry, and we all Sorry have panic. Everything's panicking right now. Sorry. Nothing is okay in the world anymore. Yeah, it says published date April 1st, 2025. Oh no. Oh, oh, April 1st. So they're kidding. It's actually gonna be 2024. Uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, huh. Man. Oh my god, that's so far away. I was ready to book read it with you guys in a few months. <sighs> Well, I'll ask you to come back in a few years, okay? Right. okay. I'll read another book with you instead. Oh, man, guys. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for giving us your time tonight. And I hope you had fun discussing this amazing book and an amazing author. And I can't wait for our next buddy read next year. Has everyone is it, everyone read Patricia Briggs' books? Mm-hmm. All of yeah, them? You, you, you introduced her to me. The Mercy them. Thompson series. You, you better get on there because the new book comes out and that could be a really good buddy read. But you got like 15 books you need to read before you get there. But they're fast reads. You'll get yeah, there. Yeah, they're amazing. A couple weekends. Especially the audiobooks. The audiobooks are amazing. I like their spinoff series too. Kim's like, oh my God, guys, you guys are crazy. <laughs> All right, everyone. We hope you have a great night and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you next Bye. time, guys. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks, like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Mm-hmm.